the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So, you might have thought that the Supreme Court, in its final few rulings of the uh, last term, outlawed student loan forgiveness and outlawed affirmative action. You might have thought that. Now you might be thinking, did I dream that? Or did that really happen? Because the Biden administration's Department of Justice, boy, they are busy little bees over there, indicting Donald Trump every time he breathes, and now issuing yesterday a very, very, very helpful document to colleges and universities around the country. And what did the document issued yesterday say? Don't advantage people according to race anymore. It's a violation of the 14th Amendment. The Supreme Court ruled on that this summer. Don't do it again. That's what you're thinking, right? Well, I'm glad that you have a very sunny outlook on life because that is not what the document said. The document instead urged colleges and universities to, wait for it, continue pursuing racial diversity, parentheses, discrimination, on campuses despite a recent U.S. Supreme Court decision. See, the U.S. Supreme Court is not supreme to the Biden administration. It's just the U.S. suggestion court. That's what it is. The resources issued by the Biden-Harris administration today. By the way, before Kamala Harris became vice president, did we ever refer to any policy by any president as a tandem policy, including the VP? I don't remember any policy being labeled as a uh, a Clinton-Gore policy <laughs> or a Bush-Cheney policy or even an Obama-Biden policy. Certainly not a Trump-Pence policy. No, it was always the president because we are conditioned to believe that the buck stops with the president. But of course, because Kamala Harris is the first president chosen solely for the fact that she's black and a woman— We have to acknowledge her or it would be uh, intersectionally uh, indifferent to her immutable characteristics, which are the only advantageous characteristics the woman possesses. But back to the lawlessness of the Biden-Harris administration. The new policies will provide college leaders with much-needed clarity. Is there much-needed clarity? I, I was pretty clear on the fact that affirmative action was ruled unconstitutional much needed clarity on how they can lawfully promote and support diversity and expand access to educational opportunity man how many woke words can they throw in a sentence lawfully promote support diversity expand access to educational opportunity (laughs) this will tell you all you need to know 
for following the Supreme Court's, and I quote, disappointing ruling on affirmative action. Gee, tell us how you really feel. Tell us how you really feel. You might remember Harvard and North Carolina both got their hands slapped for using race as a key factor in determining admissions. And this policy yesterday contains a quote from Attorney General Merrick Garland. Ensuring access to higher education for students from different backgrounds is one of the most powerful tools we have to prepare graduates to lead an increasingly diverse nation and make real our country's promise of opportunity for all. Wow. Wow. These resources provide universities with the information they need to flout the law. I'm sorry. That was my own editorializing. To determine what lawful tools remain available to them to promote diversity in higher education. In other words, in other words, how to get around the law. How to make it look like you're following the law when you're not following the law. When you are, in fact, breaking the law. This is from the Department of Justice, the Attorney General of the United States, who I thought took an oath to uphold what? The law. Who's the ultimate arbiter on what the law is, what the Constitution says, what it allows? The Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, for which Merrick Garland has a lifelong grudge because he never was able to be named to it. Thank you, Mitch McConnell. I think you're, at this point in time, largely worthless, but I will always be indebted to you for keeping this partisan hack, Merrick Garland, off the Supreme Court because he has no respect for the law. He shows you his disrespect, his utter disdain, his hatred for the law every single time he, well, let's count him up, stonewalls an investigation into Hunter Biden until the statute of limitations expires, tells Hunter Biden he's going to be interviewed by the Secret Service and they're going to raid his storage facility. Indicts Donald Trump for this, that, the other. Unbelievable what a hack Merrick Garland is. I'm going to read you right from the document that the Department of Education and the DOJ sent out yesterday to colleges. Again, they were told, what, two months ago? Two months ago. You cannot use race as a defining characteristic in college admission decisions. The left's always talking about dog whistles. Oh, that's a dog whistle for this. Oh, that's a dog whistle for that. Shows what a racist you are. Shows what a white extremist you are. Shows what a Christian nationalist you are. Well, here's the ultimate dog whistle. A university could consider an applicant's explanation about what it means to him to be the first black violinist in his city's youth orchestra, or an applicant's account of overcoming prejudice when she transferred to a rural high school, because, of course, you couldn't experience prejudice transferring to an urban high school. That could only happen if you transfer to a rural high school, because there's no prejudice at all in urban high schools. An applicant's account of overcoming prejudice when she transferred to a rural high school where she was the only student of South Asian descent. An institution could likewise consider a guidance counselor or other recommender's description of how an applicant conquered her feelings of isolation as a Latina student at an overwhelmingly white high school. It couldn't be an overwhelmingly black high school. There wouldn't be any possibility that there'd be any description at an overwhelmingly black high school or Hispanic high school. 
Only the white high school. You notice how all the examples of the intolerant people are white or rural? This is an official suggestion, a blueprint, a template on how to ignore a Supreme Court ruling. How is this idiot Garland not impeached yesterday? The Department of Education also advised recruiting students from areas known to include higher levels of minorities. Gee, that sounds an awful lot like redlining, which is against the law. That sounds an awful lot like a bunch of stuff banned by federal laws for fair housing. But if we can bend that law and use it to our advantage to overcome a Supreme Court ruling throwing out affirmative action, well, so much the better. The document continues. For institutions of higher education, this may mean redoubling your efforts to recruit and retain talented students from underserved communities, including those with large numbers of students of color. So you can bathe Linden in college recruiting materials. And if you run into a situation where you don't think you're Applicants can do the work. Take them anyway, because to bring them in to offer a student population that checks the box on every possible single color pigmentation and ethnicity is far more loving, diverse, equitable, inclusive than to right up front say, you know what, your test scores, your high school grade point average suggest to us that you're probably not going to be able to hang here with the academic rigors of our particular institution. But over here at another college, you're not going to be disadvantaged by the pace of learning because everybody else around you can meet our qualifications. See, as is the case with so many democratic policies, It looks on the surface like, oh, this is a really kind, nice way to do it. When, in fact, it is not compassionate at all, let alone not a position that holds to any common sense. Well, Joe Biden was out and about among the people yesterday. So you know that uh, when that happens, he's uh, lying. And occasionally he is uh, whispering. He was doing that. And then occasionally, uh, like the old man that he is, the demented old man he is, He uh, starts ranting and raving for no apparent reason. Here is an instance of the president doing that. Name me a single objective we've ever set out to accomplish that we've failed on. Name me one in all of our history. Not one. Uh, Well, uh, I'm just just saying, like, orderly withdrawal from Afghanistan. Would that be one? I think that would be one. Joe Biden's poll numbers began plummeting then, have not recovered. And I certainly hope will not recover. Uh, the Hill has a story from a person by the name of Arash Azadada. Apologize for butchering the name. And Arash writes, a young woman who reached out to me from Afghanistan used to embody the promise of its young people. She was a woman's rights activist who competed nationally in karate competitions, paving the way for her daughters and so many other young girls. For years, she had proudly owned and operated a karate club in western Afghanistan. Today, the Taliban are hunting her as they severely restrict the rights of women across the country. 
Hmm, let's see. She used to compete in karate. She used to own a karate studio. She used to give hope to young girls. Now she's being hunted by the Taliban? Name me a single objective we've ever set out to accomplish that we've failed on. Name me one in all of our history. Not one. Well, I mean, I could digress here and I could talk about lowering energy costs, promises you made about that, uh, lowering costs for everyday Americans, bottom, bottom up, middle out, all that other garbage you lie about. Well, let's just stick to Afghanistan for the moment. Uh, here's a quote from the woman. The Taliban does not allow me to play sports. They do not allow me to work. And they threaten me because of my prior speeches. I am threatened every day. They either want to kill me or marry me, and they intend to rape me. Now, uh, back in 2001, then-Senator Hillary Clinton of New York talked about, and I quote, empowering women with the freedom to choose their own future so that Afghanistan can become a symbol for people everywhere. Mm, Well, it's a symbol for people everywhere right now. It's a symbol for people not to count on an addled, demented president who's bullheaded and won't listen to his generals who tell him that it's a bad idea to leave Bagram Air Force Base and concentrate everyone in your withdrawal in the center of Kabul where a terrorist can blow up 13 soldiers. That's what it's a symbol of. We still have 100,000 Afghans in our country who are awaiting some kind of status from the U.S. government. I mean, all they did for 20 years was translate and help us And the way we say thank you is to just leave them in limbo here. Not to mention, how many thousands did we leave behind in Afghanistan who, like this woman, are also in danger of being brutally murdered and tortured by the Taliban? So what was that again, Mr. President? Name me a single objective we've ever set out to accomplish that we've failed on. Name me one in all of our history. Not one. Now, see, you can say ridiculous, stupid, angry things like that when mainstream media representatives who get seats in the White House press briefing and get called on in the White House press briefing don't call you out on those kinds of things. I would remind you that Joe Biden is credibly accused by a source who has been paid over $100,000 by the FBI for the quality of his information over the course of his lifetime. That source has credibly accused Joe Biden of receiving a $5 million bribe. That was a month ago. No one has asked Joe Biden about that. He has not answered that. There's an array of other questions about Joe Biden's crimes, corruption, and other things that he has not even been asked. But the Weather Channel did ask him if he's going to declare climate change an existential threat, which he said he's already done, but he hasn't, thankfully. Now, this is slightly embarrassing for the Democrats who populate the uh, Franklin County Prosecutor's Office. Uh, Public defender Stephen Chin, 39, of Grandview Heights, was arrested yesterday on two felony counts of pandering obscenity involving a minor. Whoops. Police executed a search warrant at Mr. Chin's residence in Grandview Heights, where they said they found evidence of, I'm not going to read it, it's disgusting. Investigators observed numerous files on his commuter, 
computer believed to be illegal images and videos of juveniles in a state of nudity or being sexually abused. Try this guy fairly, convict this guy fairly, and throw the key away. Now we're going to talk with Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org, running for governor in the state of Ohio. We got a big endorsement earlier this week from man of the people, Joe Blystone. Matt will join us at 12.05. One of the things I want to ask Matt about is this um, effort by Frank LaRose, Secretary of State, who was the point person trying to get State Issue 1 passed. Thank you, Frank, for your service in that regard. You didn't have enough help from your fellow major office holders in the state of Ohio. You didn't have good help from the Ohio uh, pro-life movement either. They didn't. I mean, they... They put this on the ballot as a way to make it harder to get an abortion amendment passed. They didn't have the money. They didn't have the strategy. They didn't have the ground game. And I I applaud Frank LaRose for stepping out there and trying to be the point man on it. He stumbled badly when he said it was about abortion. And now this is also not going to help him any. He has fired his top communications operative. A guy named Rob Nichols. I do not know Rob, but Rob, who was LaRosa's press secretary for the last two years, was let go earlier this week because he had a burner account on Twitter, which he used to disparage Donald Trump. Now, look, there is all throughout Ohio Republican politics, all throughout national Republican politics, this effort to... Get the approval of Donald Trump. Tell me how you thread this needle. Get the approval of Donald Trump because he has a 30 to 40 percent rabidly loyal base in the party. So you want those people in your corner. But you want the other 65 to 70 percent of the people who think Trump is outlived his usefulness. And I am one of those. I don't mean that literally. I mean that figuratively, politically. And you don't want to alienate those people by groveling and licking Trump's boots. I don't know how you thread that needle. But Frank LaRose is trying. Candidates in Ohio want Trump's endorsement. LaRose wants Trump's endorsement for Senate. He's competing against, at the moment, Bernie Moreno and Matt Dolan. Dolan does not want Trump's endorsement. Bernie, I think, will get it. Uh, But anyway, uh, Mr. Nichols uh, tweeted things about Trump's weight and about Trump using his campaign contributions to defend himself legally. Uh, Some people in town, I don't know how they figured out that the Twitter account uh, was Mr. Nichols, but they did, and uh, now Frank LaRose has fired him. We'll talk to Matt Mayer about that next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.